the Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 85. We're getting up there. With me this week is Jimmy C. Hey, hey. My favorite fictional WarioWare character. <laughs> um, Hi, everybody. You are hearing my voice. I'm sorry we've been off for about a, probably a month at this point. Um, if you do not subscribe to Radio Free Nintendo, there is basically an episode of Radio Trivia on that feed. Uh, two weeks ago during the uh, live podcast-a-thon for uh, Child's Play Charity Fundraising, uh, I did an hour-long segment where I chose four games and played three songs from each game, and it, it kind of was kind of like Radio Trivia. It so, was. Um, it was. It was really awesome. That. The whole yeah. the whole thing was just absolutely fantastic, and uh, it, worked I really, it worked really well. I mean, especially considering really it was good. live. I mean, things went pretty darn smoothly. I mean, there there were a couple of hitches, but I mean, just the tiny tiny pauses. I mean, that's the only thing that you get with a live episode. But you know, other than that, absolutely just a fantastic episode. I don't think anyone has ever done anything like that. Uh, yeah, as far as I, I, as far as I know. I mean, there's like desert bus and stuff. But that's not like with a podcast like this. So, um, check that out. Um, I debated putting that hour-long segment on this podcast feed, but um, the the audio quality is a little lower because it's a live stream that was recorded. And I suspect most people who listen to this podcast also subscribe to. Radio Free Nintendo, so I didn't really want them to be downloading the same audio twice, so I, I thought I'd, I'd just sort of pass on that. But uh, if you did not check out th- that stuff, it's in the second segment, so part two. It's the first hour part two. And so you can get your radio trivia fix that way. And it's fun because uh, listeners dialed in and were guessing, so there was some live interaction. It was pretty cool. Yeah, they did well as well. It was really good. If you haven't donated to Child's Play yet, you still can do that. Um, you can't donate through our little fundraiser campaign. I'm pretty sure that's all closed up, but don't let that stop you. Anyway, uh, enough of the shilling for a nonprofit organization. <laughs> I will uh, go on to the first game. Take it to the stage. Sounds pretty dangerous. Hmm. I know what it reminds me of, but I couldn't take a guess yet. Don't. Don't do it. 
It's against the rules. I think I know what this is. <clears throat> Hit me with the question. All right. What dangerous location must you revisit several times over the course of this game?
Hopefully people <laughs> figured it out from that third song at least, or, or at least what series this is. What well, game is this? It's definitely it's definitely a Zelda DS game. Yeah. And I think it's Spirit Tracks, isn't it? You no, it's Phantom no. Hourglass. Which, uh, by the way, is a game I I swore I would never use on this on this podcast. By the way, but you requested it a long time ago, so I finally caved in. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Cause it I, was, yeah. I would have been talking about Spirit Tracks more recently. Than that, yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, uh, we don't always use the most recent games on uh, on this podcast. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I have not played Spirit Tracks. I really have no desire to after playing Phantom Hourglass. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, it isn't that Phantom Hourglass is a bad game. I just didn't like some of the things they did. And and really, it's the puzzles that I didn't like so much. The, the touchscreen-based puzzles and the drawing on the map, that kind of stuff. I, I just... Ugh. Well, I could also tell from the question that um, uh, <laughs> you didn't. You were not a fan of that bit either. No, I was not a fan of the Temple of the Ocean King, no. That's the answer. Uh, and, I, and I've heard, uh, I guess, Spirit Tracks kind of fixes some of that. At least makes yeah. it more interesting. Yeah, but um, yeah, it completely I, fixes it. I mean, I, I, mean, I never had. Tr- I know some people complained about the touchscreen controls. Actually, I liked. I liked the touchscreen controls, and I like kind of how they use them for some of the items. Mm-hmm. But the level design really let me down, and the sound design really let me down. I mean, playing through it, I was very much disappointed in the soundtrack and, and when going through the soundtrack to select some some songs for this episode uh, I was once again disappointed I, I really had to hunt very hard to find stuff that I thought sounded interesting um, the best stuff in the in the game is really aping stuff from other uh, entries in the series either like completely or kind of riffing on it um, a lot well, it's, of the, it's the DS thing isn't it it's it's this the music is you know it's not quite uh, GameCube or you know even N64 standard, but it's also not NES or SNES. It's kind of like somewhere in the middle, isn't it? It's, um... it's you know it's not so much the audio fidelity in terms of the the instruments used. I, I really think it sounds pretty good in that sense as a DS game. I'm really talking about the, the compositions. I mean, if you go like listen to you know Oracle of Seasons, or Oracle of Ages, or Minish Cap, or, or Link's Awakening DX, they all had really good music. And one thing that always stood out in my mind in those games is the dungeon music. Every dungeon had its own music, and it was quite unique, distinct stuff. Um, yeah. This well, game... Repeating... Uses one song for all of the dungeons, and that song is completely boring and uninteresting. <laughs> it's true. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, you're right. I thought of, I almost used it just to, to, to show people, look, this is a dungeon in a Zelda game. Dungeon music in a Zelda game. Because it, it basically, if you think of the like the little cave music that you oh, hear yeah, in Link dun, to the Past. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. It's, it's very repetitious. Oh yeah. yeah, it's almost like that, except it goes for two minutes. Port <laughs> loops, and then you have to replay it eight, nine times or whatever, right? Well, I think they use that same song in both the ocean, uh, the Ocean King's Temple, and like the, the dungeons scattered throughout the the game. Yeah, so you're right, you're right. I, I don't understand. Uh, to me, mm. it just seems like laziness. Um, well, Spirit Tracks does. I think it repeats the music in the the what is it? The Spirit Tower. But I think the other dungeons have unique music. Well, that's um, a start. I was thoroughly disappointed. Going back to the same place. I mean, 
they didn't really learn from their mistakes. Well, they kind of did. They didn't make it so you have to literally go over the same ground you've gone through every single time. You can kind of shortcut to the next section very easily in spirit in spirit tracks, but still doing the whole you know going back to the same place every time it's kind of a bit strange, but it's a lot better in spirit tracks. But yeah, absolutely painful in Phantom Hourglass. I mean, yeah, I mean they. It's like they thought about it and they thought, look, well, we'll have shortcuts and quicker ways to do things when you unlock more powers, mm-hmm. but it just isn't enough. I mean, no. it's still tedious. And also, I felt like I fumbled my way. It, it wasn't like a, a very clear-cut, you know, easy to understand or kind of, you know, skill-based right. way. It was kind of like, I felt like I was fumbling my way, you know, getting past the phantoms and kind of just... I absolutely agree with you. really, really messy kind of feeling towards yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's because of the touchscreen controls or just the design of the, the levels. I think it's probably the design because I didn't really have that feeling going through the other dungeons. Yeah. It, it was it was definitely more notable in this timed uh, sequence, which, yes, I did run out of time a few times. I mean, some people say, well, you're given plenty of time. Well, you know, not when you're constantly being what caught. What did we like about it? I mean, there were some good bits to it, right? Um... I was actually kind of a second reviewer for the website because I, I think Zach reviewed it and he got a lot of kind of pushback and you know I read his review I'm like you know I'm not sure I'd have the same problems that Zach complained about so I I tried the game and I agree with Zach that it's not the greatest Zelda game and and I also kind of put it down but I I disliked it for different reasons than Zach for the most part so it was kind of strange I think I maybe give it an eight so I mean I enjoyed it enough but there were some of the puzzles were were obtuse or tedious or repetitive or I, I guess I like I like the controls I like the controls yeah. I like the the new white items or the old items that have kind of been reinvented um, and I like how they're used in the dungeons was that the one with the um, the lasso that you could kind of draw across and kind of balance across the rope is that that's Phantom Hourglass right maybe I don't remember <clears throat> um the, the, it, has, it definitely had like the cool. bomb shoes that uh, that you could like steer bomb, and stuff yeah. like that. Right, right, right. Well, I, I've, you've just made me realize something that I've done is very, very strange. I mean, of all the problems I had with Phantom Hourglass, I completed it. And Spirit Tracks, I enjoyed a lot more, but I haven't finished it. <laughs> Actually, I got to the final boss in Phantom Hourglass, and for some reason, I just can't beat the the final segment of the final boss or i gave up or whatever Mm -hmm. i i think maybe yeah yeah, i mean i I spent a lot of time on like the ship battle maybe it's because i didn't really collect many extra hearts so i kind of had a low reserve Um, Uh, i get you all right and uh i don't know just for some reason i I, there's something about the final boss that i i just couldn't do even though i didn't have too much trouble with any other part of the game. Um, and Have I, you ever done what, that? Have you ever like there's a game that you really liked and you got to the end boss but you just didn't beat it? I mean, no, I can't really think of that many. I mean, Johnny always used to talk about doing that, especially with Zelda games, where he gets to the final I, boss I, and he's like, "Okay, well, I've seen pretty much everything. 
I can move I, on. I did it with um, uh, Jet Force Gemini. I absolutely loved that game, but I got to the last boss. I just couldn't beat it. I tried so many times, and I just gave up. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have no interest in going back to for that one little segment. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't see the ending, but you know what? I don't really care too much about the story of this game. So, yeah. I think you saw pretty much everything, and you and you went through that dungeon however many times. So, yeah, You've, you put in the time. <laughs> That I did. Well, um, good selection at least was something we could discuss. <laughs> yes, <laughs> even if we were just slating on it for 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, we shouldn't. Ha- I, I feel bad hating on it so much, but I, I really do have some grief, especially with the soundtrack. Um, so that's it then. Every Zelda game is now been on Radio Trivia. Oh, well, except Spirit Tracks. Yeah, except Spirit Tracks. I, there might be one other one floating out there that I can't think of, but. Have we done Minish Cap? Oh, yes. You have, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure we have. Minish Cap, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty much the last Zelda game. That was on the list. So dust off your hands, done. Well, you know we we got a new one coming up. You can't have too many in the queue. You know it'll come out eventually. The the, the next I'm blanking out on the on the next week the Wii uh, the the Wii Sports Deluxe game. You know <laughs> Zelda Wii Sports Edition. <laughs> The, sky, um, the Skyward Tennis Racket. Skyward Sword. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I really did forget the name of that game. Uh, we're going to move on to the second game now. Let's do it. Mysterious. Yes, yes, it is.
Okay, question please. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bizarre song there. All right, what's the premise of this game's story? Oh, now I get it. <laughs> Not. All right, I'm sure people are are uh, scratching their heads now. Oh, uh, God. James, I, you have any idea? I I know this game. I like this game. I like the music and that last track. Just took me back to my childhood. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's it's not Star Fox, is it? Star Fox something? Oh my. No. You have to tell me. This is Super Smash Brothers. For the no. Nintendo 64. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. Is that from the Star Fox level? No, that's a Metroid song. <laughs> oh, the Metroid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, that is embarrassing. Well, the first two songs are uh, obviously kind of uh, menu-based songs. Like, like the first one is, uh, I think, what plays when you finish like one of the one-player mode. Like, whatever you clear... You know the boss battle attack, whatever they call them. It's been a long time since I played. Uh, it is. I knew it was like a, I knew it was like a different take on an original theme, and it was just totally threw me. <laughs> yeah, well, there are a couple of interesting takes on the themes in in the N sixty four Smash Brothers, like uh, Hyrule Field or whatever they call it, Hyrule Castle, has a has kind of an odd rendition yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Zelda. Yeah, it's on top thing. of Hyrule Castle. But. Um, yeah, so this is, this is Smash Brothers. The first song was was the like I said, it's game clear, so it's like if you beat one of the modes, kind of the statistics in the background, and the other one's like the how to play. If you watch the demo, or like Mario's probably beating up Luigi or something, but 
Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they kept that in every single version, didn't they? <laughs> How to play. Press right and A to punch. Yeah, so there are a lot of kind of subdued background songs that are actually pretty interesting, so I wanted to highlight some of those um, because everyone thinks of the, the remixes, but the, uh, the game's unique songs have always been strong as well. Maybe not in the foreground, but they, they've been good. Um, yeah, the credits music always comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Smash Brothers for the N64, it's classic. Um, I certainly played a lot of it. Yeah, loved it. It's slower than Malay and Brawl, but it it still feels good. I mean, you have to adjust to it if you go back to it, but it, it holds up except for the variety factor. There aren't that many characters right. and there aren't that many stages, but within those confines, it still holds up very well. I don't know what the frame rate's like, and I, maybe they clean that up on... <laughs> Well, the, it's on the, the N64. What yeah. I mean, <laughs> it might be better on the yeah. virtual console. I don't know. But they generally yeah, don't clean that up. It's probably a higher resolution on the virtual console. But um, but it's still a lot of fun. And um, it's a classic. Yeah, and, I played uh, the hell out of this game at, uh, during college. And yeah, four player, just absolute blast. I mean, for a long time, uh, it was my favorite one. Uh, my, my favorite N64 game. Mm -hmm. Like the most most played game. If there was a, I mean, it was a late game, late in the N64's yeah, life, late. and it was totally out of left field. It was something no one had ever seen before. I mean, it was totally different from... There really weren't that many fighting games in general in the N64. Right, yeah. And what ones out there weren't very good. Were, were really bad, yeah. 3D fighting games on the uh, N64 are not good. Well, and the 2D ones aren't good either. And, and the 2D but, ones, But there really yes. wasn't any... This is a mascot <laughs> fighting game. There really wasn't such a thing before this. I, I'm sure there was someone... Who tried something like this? With well, it was always rumored, wasn't it? This is—I don't know—it was just a completely different take on, on the fighting genre. When one designed for people who kind of like platformers or something, and it right. certainly yeah. worked for me. Um, I mean, the the Mario fighting game was like in the rumor mill for so many years, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. there was even like you know, even in SNES era, there was like you know. There's a Mario fighting game in the works or something. Dude, there was a rumor mill for Mario rumor. fighting Sonic game, <laughs> which did eventually yeah. happen. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, How did that work out? So, who was your favorite character? Well, I mean, I, I usually played as Luigi, of course, but I, I think Link was my other, other. Oh, Luigi was uh, unlockable, right? He yeah, wasn't he was unlockable. And uh, you know, that, that up B move was always. Always fun to use if you can if you can nail someone. Yeah, with if you get near enough, right? You can yeah, knock you have them to be touching them basically, and, yeah. and go up B and you know, and, and Jigglypuff was a lot of fun even on on N sixty four too. Um, you know, <laughs> I, they they really they really fleshed out some of the bonus stages in the Malay, but I really like the 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 bonus stages in, in the original too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, too. whatever it is to break the targets. Well, I like you were like it was kind of like a like the subspace emissary, wasn't it? It was like the original version of that was in the N64 one. Like you you were going through like a a kind of very plain colored kind of poly polygonal level, and you had to break the targets on the way. And it was the same for every character, but the way you achieved getting the targets was different. Was uh, no, on the no, 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 used, no, right? no. They, they had each character had its own 
target, didn't it? Or am I thinking of oh, melee? I'm talking about a, a different bonus level. Like on the on the one player game, as you were going through, there was uh, oh, there was one where you have to like couple. touch all the platforms or something. Yeah, or t yeah, was it touch the platforms? Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, I mean that that was just such a bizarre thing to have in a fighting game. I mean, like you said, I mean yeah. platform game slash fighting game. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it was so floaty, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. every every character was floaty, some more than others, but. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I mean, it, it didn't translate well when they bought it to Subspace Emissary, because, yeah, I mean, it's not really... The controls really aren't meant for platforming in the normal sense. They're, they're designed for fighting with some platforming, which is... Yeah, I mean, Sakurai loves his floatiness, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, Kirby. Floatiness and bland level design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least bland platforming level design. I mean, yeah. the, the battle stages, there's some clever stuff going on, but... Uh, that's kind of different. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I, I think that it, it has my favorite Mario Brothers level, not the castle one, but the classic one, because you can go into pipes. Remember, there's like three pipes, one on the left, right, one on the right. Yeah. And then there's like the gag one where sometimes you come out in the pit in the middle and you have to <laughs> jump right. out quickly. Yeah, and also that the, um, the, the what they took out in uh, Malay was the the kind of the unique entrances for each character. Like Mario and Luigi came in through a pipe, and they brought that back in in Brawl, which was oh, nice. Oh, I didn't even in, notice yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Captain Falcon, you know, arrived in his um, yeah Falcon Mobile, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> but they took that out in uh, Malay. Wow, so I, I totally didn't kind of, know that. Yeah, I think they just kind of floated down or like just appeared or something. Huh. I don't know. But it was nice to see that back in Brawl. It's cool. My my first character was Pikachu, my backup was Donkey Kong. I like Pikachu on the in, in the original too. I mean I knew a lot of people that like Donkey Kong and Samus and maybe those were better characters, but I was never any good at using them, so um I, I just I didn't use them. I say Pikachu had the best platforming abilities because he had that warp jump and stuff. So I definitely like playing as Pikachu too. Um, but he's also known as Pika Spam because of the uh, that stupid thunder. Pika! <laughs> Pika! Pika! Yeah, yeah, well, you know. That really annoys your friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't answer the question. The, the concepts, they didn't make it totally explicit. You kind of had to pay attention. But the idea is that you're a kid or someone who's playing with action playing figures with or dolls right. and, and hence why the final boss is the master hand where it's basically you know if you're a kid and you're playing with action figures you might have your hand as, a, as an enemy you know I, I probably did that <laughs> at some point I, I mean I think that's what they're yeah. going for so you know, I think in Malay there were statue figures so it wasn't quite as clear but yeah, uh, and then they went all out in the in Brawl didn't they with that statue gun yeah and, with uh, yeah. all sorts of crazy stuff yeah God, that story was crap. <laughs> it was awesomely bad, though. <laughs> it was awesomely, ultimately terrible. God. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it, but mostly for the pretty pictures. Rob's dropping bombs. Uh, God, what was it about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, also, I, I'm, I hope that you play the music in the background now. The, the menu music was very subdued and very was just kind of like just a few notes. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was just very quiet and just I don't know. It set it set a stage. It just kind of like you know something epic was going to happen. It wasn't like you know blasting in your face. Right. Like the the, the, other the, two ma were. the main menu that you yeah. the, like when you first like 
it says like press start or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very laid back. And yeah. Once you, I think the the character select screen is a little more upbeat, but right. Yeah, right. the the main menu music is definitely more like the first two songs I played. Excellent. I'm just gutted that I didn't get that. Uh, you using remixed versions, you know, always throws me. Well, the first two were original compositions for this game. They just yeah. maybe weren't the ones people remember. Yes. <laughs> you don't usually remember, like, the menu music or, you know, yeah. things like that. But, yeah. Well played, sir. Well played. Well, well, Johnny, Johnny got... Um, uh, Chrono Trigger wrong. So this is my this is the equivalent for me, <laughs> me getting Smash Brothers '64 wrong. Yeah. But in, in his that case, that was for the DS remake where he didn't get it, and it was music that wasn't originally from Chrono Trigger. This music originally was from Smash Brothers. Throw me a bone here. No. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, next song, yeah. next game. Let's do it. your first song and take it and, and go away now <laughs> don't go away yes <laughs> Thank you. 
That's cool. I like that one. That's catchy. Here's your question. This game, which was rebranded in Western markets, is actually the second entry in which Japanese series? Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, then I'll have to go with... I have no idea. <laughs> Come on. This is Stinger for the NES, which I know very little about. It's it's kind of a Gradius or a Life Force. Um, Stinger? Yeah. Is that what Johnny mentioned on the live show? Exactly. This is requested by Chris, and uh, I thought I'd play it because it was mentioned on, uh, on the most recent version of RFN. And, yeah. uh, oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. It could have been... Yeah, it was uh, because of the crosses in it, right? The, the right. Churches. So, so he he, he had a, he had a story where he said he wasn't allowed to play this game because his mom was told by some other friend of hers that uh, that you can bomb churches in this game. <laughs> and so uh, when I noticed, I was looking through the list of requests, and I noticed someone had requested this game. Like, you know what? I'm going to use this game, and I'm going to look into this. And so, uh, the first level... <laughs> Fulfill it, his destiny. The first level, uh, in the background, there, there are houses or, or buildings or whatever. And uh, a lot of them really do look like churches, I have to say. Little houses with, uh, with what I would consider to be cross-like things at the top of them. Um, but you don't really blow up anything in the background. You drop bombs. There's, I can't tell if it's in the background or on the ground or if it's just sort of in the foreground it's, it's hard to tell with the style of the, in the primitive graphics but there are pluses that aren't quite the shapes of crosses but they look like just <laughs> yeah. plus signs and I think those are like items that when you shoot they it's like the item capsule basically of, of the game um, and so I could see that getting um, confused with cross because some of them look like they're right next to these churches in the background mm-hmm even though the plus sign is really big. Like, the plus <sighs> sign is as big as the entire building <laughs> on the screen. So I would not consider that to be blowing up a cross. Um, I do find it strange that, that that these buildings and possibly graveyards attached to them made their way into this game in North America because right. Nintendo seemed yeah. like it was pretty, pretty big on um, sanitizing anything like that. Um, <laughs> Satanizing. Satanizing and anything like that. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they just didn't notice it because it was in the background. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, it was, uh, was it Devil World that wasn't. Devil World was never brought over, of course. It's dealing with devils, right. which is a little more explicit. And with Castlevania, if you're going through the graveyards or whatever, um, I think they knew that there were going to be crosses there, and so they looked for it. Maybe in this game, they just never really bothered. Or maybe it was an earlier game, so they didn't really have their their enforcement 
like up to snuff yet maybe maybe they just hadn't kind of solidified the standards yet church police yeah yep. so <laughs> church police <laughs> defending the churches from being bombed avert your eyes children <laughs> no <laughs> I, I mean it's it's so funny to think now I mean isn't it like time splitters 2 or something it, I mean you have like a giant battle inside a church like you know as a monster goes in a church and tries to destroy it or something like yeah. that yeah and like pretty much every uh, uh, Call of Duty game, yeah. you know, before it went modern, you know, with took part in a French church or blowing up a French church, you know, somewhere. Yeah, I mean, granted, those are <laughs> those are probably mature games, and I'm sure that there has been destruction or mayhem of churches in in lesser rated games somewhere. Um, and, and of course, like in Eternal Darkness, not just bombing churches or. The church is, is corrupt and and is like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a cesspool of evil, and uh, <laughs> so that particular <laughs> church, at least. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't. I think there was a bit of a controversy in England with um, what was it like a PlayStation Three uh, release, like a launch title? Is it called Resistance or something? Uh, like a first-person shooter, and it took part in uh, Manchester Cathedral and the. The, the Church of Manchester, like, you know, <laughs> kicked up a fuss about it, you know. So, hasn't quite gone away, that argument, so... Yeah. Well, that's more like defamation, though, it would be... Yeah. I mean, this is... Ooh, they're teaching kids to, to destroy churches. I mean, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm glad we're not talking about the actual game, but it really is kind of a nondescript... <laughs> Side-scrolling yep. shooter or, or vertical shooter, and I think it alternates. So, are you a plane? Are you a, like a? I think you're a, a plane, plane. And, and it, the, the game is originally the second entry in the Twin B series. Um, oh, and so that's wasn't wasn't the third one called Church Killer Three? You know, I think it might have been. I think I played that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it looks pretty darn crude by today's standards. I don't I don't know if there are any real reasons to go back and play this now. I mean, it was an early NES game. I think it was like 87, uh, which is relatively early for, for this style of game um, on the NES. So Cool. Well, a nice little uh, nice little addition to the episode then. Yeah, well, thanks, Chris. Tying up all the podcasts together. That's right. It's my job. That's what I live for. Putting a bow on everything. <laughs> Living in Johnny's shadow. Well, I think Johnny will be pleased with that. He can finally hear the music of the game he was never allowed to play. That's right. Don't tell, don't tell his mum, though.
Cool. I think I've played this game. Yeah, that was actually a better song than I realized when I selected it. I, I'm, I'm happy with that one. Is this one of my requests? I'm not going to answer that. Oh, God, if it is, then I get it wrong. I'm, what am I, zero for three at the moment? Jesus. Okay, James, here's a question for you. Okay. Which character from this game uses a kickboxing fighting style? Hmm, that's a pretty good question. That's a good hint.
Okay, I know it. Thank you very much. That was a very that was a very kind last song. Yes, you it was. Made it, you made it easy for me. Thank you very much. Uh, this has to be Street Fighter Two. Which one? Now that's I th- <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the most confusing family of games now, ever. This is weird because I remember the SNES one sounding better than that. I, I'll I give you a hint: not... there were several SNES Street Fighter right. Twos. Uh, I hope that's not the SNES one because I thought it sounded way better than that. Yeah, and there are several no, SNES Street Fighter twos. Mm-hmm. Right, there's there's Turbo, there's there's uh, Super Turbo, Super Turbo Ultra Alpha. Oh God! Well, my favorite was always Street Fighter Two Turbo, um, so I'll go for that one. It's not Turbo, but no! you shouldn't feel bad because they basically have the same soundtrack. I think they have a different instrumentation or slight variations amongst the versions. This is Super Street Fighter 2. At least the American soundtrack. Apparently there's also a Japanese version with slightly different instruments once again. Um, So this is Super Street Fighter 2 and in this Uh, game, Super does not just indicate that it's on the Super Nintendo. Just to further confuse things. Um, (laughs) Super means new characters. Yeah, I think think this is probably the third release or something for Super... And I don't know if it was a third one that came out on Super Nintendo or what. That whole series, and by series I mean Street Fighter 2, <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. is Street so Fighter confusing. And, I, and especially for an outsider like me that knows nothing about these games. It's like, I'm reading the wiki page on this. I'm like, dear God, what did Capcom do? <laughs> what if they called it Street Fighter 2, 1, 2, 3... There's oh, also one. so it was Street Fighter Two <laughs> Alpha, a, a re-release or a remake for GBA, or is there also a, a SNES? <laughs> no, no, no. Alpha, Alpha is a new game. Alpha is a completely different fighting style, different uh, characters. Uh, that's a completely different, like almost like a complete remake, like different style of game almost. Okay. With like you know crazy you know uh, big. Well, jumps the soundtracks are awfully similar, I have to say. Yes, uh, they're all very similar. Yeah. <laughs> So the question, the kickboxing character, uh, I remember Balrog, he's a boxer, so and he never kicked, so that's not him. Mm-hmm. Um, Sagat, the very tall guy, he punched and kicked, but I think he's more of like a like a an Asian style, probably like Muay Thai boxing or something. So I guess it's one of the new guys. I think it's probably DJ. Yeah, it's DJ. Woohoo! Yeah, there you go. You got your Half point. Half a point. Yeah, you got your point. Half a point. <laughs> um, yeah, this was requested by uh, Stephen Reich of Madison, Wisconsin, who I, I believe um, was on the live show. Um, it got a prize on the show. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think thank you yeah. for that request. Um, thank you. You know, I can't stand these kinds of games, personally. <laughs> um, so... James, maybe you can explain what the appeal is of, of well, Street Fighter lot, 2. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know about it in the States, but um, for a lot of people, this, not Super Street Fighter 2, but Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2 Turbo was a pack-in game for many, many people who bought a Super Nintendo. So you either got Mario World or you got Street Fighter 2, or later Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And with my friends, it was kind of like a 50-50 split. I had Mario World. Right. And... Um, which I think was the better, the better of the two choices. Um, and a lot of my friends had Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, 
the improvements that they made for Turbo and Super Street Fighter 2 with like the speed. Mm -hmm. The first one, if you play now, it's very, very slow. It feels very crude. Like there's only there's only one speed, which is slow. <laughs> you know, even the fast characters like Chun Li feel slow. Um, when you went to Street Fighter 2 Turbo, they had these kind of stars that you could kind of crank up the speed mm -hmm. up to like I think it was like 10 stars or something, which was the the advantage that the SNES had over the the Mega Drive slash Genesis versions. Okay. You know, it was you could increase the speed and make it much faster. And, and as a result, it was more enjoyable to play. That's so but weird I, that you had a, a speed scale because yeah, that, doesn't that totally screw with your your ability to do timing if if you're changing the speed? I mean, yeah, did, kind of. did most people just settle on one speed they liked and play yeah, on that? Exactly, because you know, if if they had it like you know turbo speed all the time, then you know people would complain and say, oh, I prefer the original one, right? Yeah. So they can just you know test it out. I think I had it somewhere in the middle. Uh, is fine. Nice nice speed without being too crazy. But I, I never had Super Street Fighter 2 because, um, you know, why would you buy two versions of the same game? They're not I the mean, same not. game. They have different characters, <laughs> different soundtracks, different moves. But Turbo, I think you could you could pretty much play as the super versions of the characters if you put in a stupid password or something. Well, Street, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, yeah, you, not Super Street Fighter 2. Right. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo had the bosses, which the original didn't. Right. Super Street Fighter 2 added the four completely new characters. Kami, DJ, the, what was the, the guy? Uh, Phelong and t yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Which are now, I think they're in Street Fighter 4. I think they're all mm -hmm. standard members now. But they that was very cool to have those you know new characters, because, you know, for a long, long time, Street Fighter 2 just had the same, you know, what was it, eight Well, you know, most games that are called something, something, something 2 are one way for their entire life <laughs> and, and, and aren't iterated upon with the same name. I, nice. mean, I mean, they were way ahead of, like, Final Fantasy 7, man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, right. I mean, even now, I mean, you've got Street Fighter 4 and they've just released... Not just released, but this year they released Super Street Fighter 4. So. Oh no! Why are they <laughs> the, doing this? Seriously. It, it gets even crazier. Oh. I think the download version for the Xbox or and PS3, they've got Super Street Fighter 2. Um, was it DX? DX something? Like. Uh, Is it the same something. game? It's the same game, but like it's like the high res version. Uh, they've 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 added like another two words into the into the end of it. God. It's like Super Street Fighter Two. It's like they're back in the freaking nineties. Uh, freaking <laughs> Japanese. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm being racist here, but <laughs> I got so sick of that kind of like. Oh, we'll add extra English words and we'll make it sound cooler. You know, uh, that got old real quick when I was living in Japan. Nitro. Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah. Um, for me. One was enough, and it's it's a good two-player game. Just nice game to just whip out and have a blast with your friends, you know, have a few rounds. It's good fun. But <laughs> I'm not one to buy, you know, twelve versions of the same game. And yeah. uh, I never got into the, you know, the ultra, you know, specific combos and all those kind of things. Just just for fun. Yeah. I, I never grasped the concept of of the combos. <laughs> I didn't get yeah. that far. 
I think combos were added in later. Uh, I think maybe possibly in this one, Super Street Fighter 2. I think they had to. Well, when, when it came in, it showed you that you did a whatever four hit combo. It came up and it gave you points for it. I couldn't get down like the oh, you have to push back, 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 forward or whatever to do this move, huh? <laughs> Going back to that Smash Brothers conversation, I like Smash Brothers. I, I, I play this on a street on a on a Smash Brothers kind of level, you know, just for fun. Yeah. Punch people around, throw them around. SNES rules, SNES version rules. That's what I remember saying on the on the playground at school. Ha! You got the Mega Drive version. That's so slow. Crap and <laughs> crappy colors. Well, crappy I have soundtrack. an arcade version in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ah, uh, the the Flame Wars of yore. All right, wait, one more game. Let's make it count. Action-y. Full of action. <laughs> right then, number two.
Wow, that's very, uh, very fast. Awesomeness. Awesomeness. Awesome sauce. <laughs> Go on then. I have no idea, so I hope it's a good question. Useful question. It really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I had two questions, and I couldn't decide which one to use, so here's one yeah, of them. Just choose the hardest one. Yeah. yeah. The game's developer no more recently co-developed which steampunk themed game that is in an entirely different genre from this title. Wow. Not only was it not useful, it was a very long <laughs> and hard to pronounce. All right. Here's a second question. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys have both. The opening sequence suggests or more than suggests that the main hero is actually which other character in disguise? Hmm. Two questions, three songs. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this one's a harder one. This was a, a suggestion from Aaron Kaluska. It's Airzonk, which uh, is, uh, of course, a TurboGrafx-16 uh, game that, that's now out on Virtual Console. Right. Okay, um, that was a tough one. Yeah. Um, uh, it's made by the same guys that did Bonk. Red, which is, I think it changed their name to Red Company or something along those lines for okay. to reduce ambiguity. And well, full, uh, full disclosure, I've never played a Bond game. I haven't either. Um, but so this is sort of a spin-off. Um, so in the opening, whatever teaser sequence, it shows what looks like 
um, Bonk puts on some glasses and he transforms into Erzonk, which is like a superhero. Erzonk. With, with a lot of tude. <laughs> right. But it, this actually is a uh, side-scrolling shooter. Um, yeah, oh, okay. sort of like Stinger, I guess. But mm-hmm. this one is much more colorful and probably much more chaotic and interesting. Um, yeah, it seems like it's actually challenging without being um, kind of obtuse, like some challenging uh, side scrollers are. It, it, I mean, it has personality. It looks like actually a game I'd be interested in downloading. It has some really awesome music, as, as you just heard. So um, you, you can find YouTube videos if, if you're curious about about this. But, you know, it's side-scrolling shooter. You, I think that there are a bunch of different kind of sidekicks you can choose amongst um, when you start the game, which are, like, your different options. And um, I don't know if you can do two-player co-op or, or not at the same time. I'm not sure. It might, you may... It may be that you can play uh, the second character, the second so controller. Is this this guy is Bonk, but with a Z? Erzonk. Erzonk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and once he has his costume on, he looks nothing like Bonk. Right. Because Bonk's the is the bald guy, right? Yeah. The, the caveman guy, right? Yeah, it looks a little bit like a Krillin or something. Wow, that's crazy. Well, it's a shame that neither of us have played, well, any Bonk or Zonk game. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think Zonk probably plays completely differently from Bonk. It's just made by the same developer and published by the same publisher. So, they kind so of... we've had two scrolling shooter maps on this episode. Yeah, but I think that the Air Zonk is the more interesting of the two. Is it? I, I guess it's more like the Pop and Twinbee games, like very colorful, crazy kind of things going on. I, I don't know. I would think that the second Twin B game in the Twin B series would be more like the Twin B game than, than Erzonk, personally. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Erzonk, it's good. I mean, just, just pull it up on YouTube. It, it, and I think it'd be like, what, 600 points? Because these are TurboGrafx-16 games. Right. Um, it's not an import game. It did come out in America. So, it sounds like it might be a good deal. I mean, there, there's so many... So many side-scrolling shooters for the Turbo Graphics 16 that uh, you know I really don't know which one I should buy, <laughs> yeah. let alone which one I should recommend to, to everyone else. But this one seems to be held with high regard, and, and since it's kind of going for the mascot angle too, it, it probably isn't trying to be super freaking hard because it's, it's probably trying to appeal to a wider audience. So. Cool. Yeah, that or you can just With get Joe you know, well, that works too. Maybe I'll just download the demo off the virtual console service. Oh wait, <laughs> I guess I'd not like in a mood to joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well that's gonna wrap up the show for tonight. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, I found out what that crazy, uh, like the new version of Street Fighter with the extra oh, yeah? bits at the end of the title. It's, are you ready for it? Yeah. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Oh, so it's a remake of Street Fighter 2? Super Street Fighter 2, yeah. So it's not with, It's not a Street Fighter 4 add-on? No, it's no, no, it's a, it's a 2D, it's, yeah. So it's yet another version of Street Fighter 2. Oh, right. Yeah. Yay! Yay! I mean, I'm sure someone's <laughs> excited about that, but come on. Uh, only the Japanese could have seven words in a title when they're 
you know. Yeah. Two are only needed. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting episode. Um, I got. Was it? You got one half, bonus question. I got one bonus question, and the rest of them completely wrong. Even though one of the games was my one of my favorite games. <laughs> oh, and you requested the other one. <laughs> you, I, the, I don't know if you can call it completely wrong if you guess uh, the other Zelda DS game. Uh, right. Completely wrong is strong words for okay. guessing the you wrong Zelda game. Point for that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when they're, when they're both sound so crappy, I assume. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't. I have no idea what the soundtrack is like for a spirit track, so... There's lots of dumping on stuff this episode. Lots of dumping on stuff and, you know, kind of uh, complaining and uh, lots of controversy, you know. Anger. 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 I I need to choose games that don't make me so angry next time. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, James, for for co-hosting. Oh, thank you for uh, having me. Always a pleasure. All right. Always a pleasure to to do the cross... Pacific podcast here. So, bye everyone. (laughs) Take three. Take care. Bye everyone. See you next time. Bye everybody. really say that or was that like some Futurama <laughs> episode? That's just a s- stupid Simpsons reference. Just a, just a warm up you, for the episode. Oh, is this the, the Al Gore doll? Yeah, you yeah. are listening to me speak. <laughs> That's right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you are hearing my voice. <laughs> you are hearing my voice. <laughs> That's a great way to introduce the episode. Uh, it is. This, <laughs> welcome one and all to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 85 Let's do a clap. <laughs> Three. No, seriously, let's do a clap. <laughs> you, you should know I just woke up from a nap, so um, my mind isn't quite here yet. Let's put it that way. <laughs> You're always sleepy or tired. Or I'm not sleepy angry. or tired anymore. I'm, I'm actually pretty fresh because I had took my nap, but my mind is just sort of cloudy. <laughs> I've had every emotion with all my all the episodes I've been. The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass is copyright 2007 Nintendo. Super Smash Brothers is copyright 1999 Nintendo HAL Laboratory. Stinger is copyright 1987 Konami. Super Street Fighter 2 The New Challengers is copyright 1994 Capcom. Airzonk is copyright 1992 Hudson Soft Red.